Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! FSD Gen Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are back again with another week. We are on to week four. This week, I think, is going to be a little bit of an interesting one. Um, I think this slate, uh, you know, has the obvious uh, chalk game that's going to be the Buffalo-Baltimore game. Everybody's going to want to play that, you know, getting Lamar Jackson against Josh Allen. But I think there's some other spots we could pivot to find some, you know, some pretty good value this week. So, that being said, let's just jump right into it. Waste no time. We start at the quarterback position like always. Up top, the 6K and above quarterbacks this week are Josh Allen, 8,400. Lamar Jackson at 8,300. Jalen Hurts at 8,200. Kyler Murray at 7,600. Justin Herbert, who got a, in a full practice today. Good to see that. Uh, at 7,100. Russell Wilson at 6,700. Then you have Aaron Rodgers, 6,300. Carson Wentz at 6K, and that rounds out the group. So, Maddie, what are we doing at quarterback this week? Yeah, I mean, obviously you can play one of the three guys up top, Josh Allen, Lamar, and, and Jalen Hurts. I mean, there haven't really been anybody hotter than those three guys to start the year. Uh, they're all just producing massive fantasy fantasy games on a weekly basis, and, you know, they're all in, you know, Buffalo has is dealing with injuries on their defense. Uh, Baltimore's got injuries in their secondary, and Baltimore keeps playing in these shootouts. Uh, Jacksonville and Philly is is got a, a higher total this week. Uh, they're they're around like forty seven. So, uh, and and Jacksonville's offense has been pretty good this year too. Uh, so they should you know, despite Philly having a good defense, uh, you know Jacksonville should be able to to score a little bit of points and. Uh, it seems like you know Jalen Hurts goes out and absolutely smashes in the first half, and then they they back off him a little bit because they get get a big lead. They they crush Minnesota, uh, crush Detroit, um, you know. So uh, any of those three guys are in play up top. I, I, it's just kind of I think ownership's going to end up being spread out a little bit. Maybe maybe goes to Lamar more than the other two uh, just because of how good Lamar has been. Um, but really can't fault you for wanting to play any of those guys. Um, but I, I'm probably going to end up. I'm still playing around with builds, but I'm probably going to end up with somebody, some of these guys below the 6K range. And I know you stopped at 6K, but I don't really have any interest in anybody else uh, that's above 6K. I'm curious if you do, but you know, my interest is peaked with guys like $5,900 Jared Goff. If if Amon Ra plays, uh, you know, we've already pretty much gotten wind that DeAndre Swift is going to be out till the bye week. I don't know that it's been anything official on that, but it seems to be, you know, what their goal is with him. Um, so, you know, if he's out, then they're not just going to give Jamal Williams 30 carries. Uh, so, you know, I think they could lean on golf a little bit more, but I don't like golf if I'm on Ross sits because uh, then that's a big hit to that pass catching core. But if I'm in raw plays and, and Swift is out, that's a b really big boost to golf, you know, against a really bad Seattle defense at home. So, um, I really like Jared Goff this week if all of that falls into play for him. Uh, I think Matt Ryan is also interesting at 5,600. Uh, they're facing Tennessee, and Tennessee is just pretty much the worst defense in the NFL right now, both on the ground and through the air. Uh, you can you can pretty much attack them any way you want. So I, I've also toyed around with playing uh, Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pittman in the same build and just getting all the Colts points. Because uh, I I don't see a way you know the Colts don't score you know twenty five plus points here against the god awful Tennessee defense so they're very interesting um, and then some some no name guys we probably won't mention but other than this week because this this week is a is a weird weird week uh, I think Mariota is interesting at home against Cleveland we've seen Cleveland give up big games including to Joe Flacco 
Uh, Joe Flacco threw all over them for 300 plus yards and a couple of TDs. Um, and then also, um, Geno Smith is interesting on the road in a dome in Detroit. I think, you know, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf should be able to, to make some big plays. And, and Geno Smith is, uh, he just, he had 17 DK points in week one and 23 last week. He threw the ball 44 times last week in a, what was a shootout with Atlanta. So I really think you could end up seeing a Seattle Detroit game that shakes up like the 23, 27 Atlanta Seattle score from last week. So there's some, there's some cheaper guys that are uh, in play here, but it's all going to come down to, you know, what those guys allow you to do with the rest of your positions compared to, you know, having to pay up at quarterback and, and playing cheap position guys. But there's definitely some cheap guys to like this week. What are your thoughts on Russell Wilson at 6,700? I'm not playing him. You, is it because of how, how poor they play? They, they, look, they look so bad. Now, granted, I will. I do have still have interest in either Judy or Sutton. And the reason I... The, the thing with Russ is if you take him back to his Seattle days when he had DK and Lockett, he always, it seemed to be each game, he supported one of the two, but never both for a tournament winning score. So until that changes in Denver and until, you know, pass volume goes up to where that can change, I think it's just going to be a matchup based game plan on a week to week basis. And some weeks it's going to be Sutton. Some weeks it's going to be Judy. Um, and I mean, they're both cheap enough that if Russ has a really good game, he's going to take one of those guys with him because they are the offense. Them and Javante Williams essentially in the pass game as he's not really targeting tight ends. Um, and they don't really have any other receivers like KJ Hamler. Just he's out there just running sprints, not getting any targets. So, um, yeah, it's I, I, I don't have interest in playing Russell Wilson, but I will play or have interest in playing one of Judy or Sutton is how I'm going to approach the bank, the Broncos. I actually really like Russell Wilson this week. Um, I think this is a good spot for them to him to really bounce back. We know that this offense is better than what we've seen. I think it's going to, I think it probably takes some time for them to kind of really gel and get everything in line here. Now, I mean, come over, you know, the, the week one game, Monday night football on the road, Seattle is not a great environment. And then last week playing San Francisco, which is a top five defense in the league. Also, is it a great, uh, you know, obviously now there's, you have the Houston game that was sandwiched in there. And yes, they did not look pretty good in that game either, but I think eventually this team is going to explode. And this feels like one of those spots where it can happen. They're going to come with no ownership whatsoever. And I think it's a pretty easy stack, whether, and I do agree if you're going to stack them up, I don't want to stack them up. I don't want to stack both Judy and, um, and Cortland Sutton. I want to pick one, uh, much like you, you brought up, but I do think this is a good spot in a matchup, you know, inside, inside a dome, it's not in Denver. And so, you know, in Las Vegas and, you know, I think both these teams, I think this could be the, a, a game that really turns out into a pretty big shootout. And so I like Russell Wilson at 6,700. That's, that is a, a, a very fair price for him. And so if you want to get a little bit different, I like going to Russ, uh, you know, in this matchup against the tight or against the Raiders who, you know, it's a Titans offense that looked terrible, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, this Raiders team is reeling right now. Their defense is terrible. They're 23rd and past DVOA on the season. And so I think, you know, if you want to bet on Russ to bounce back at really low ownership, uh, I think this would be a good spot to do so. Um, I really would love to play Aaron Rodgers against the, the Patriots because I think the Patriots defense is, is trash. I, I just don't think they're yep. very good. I but uh, without without Brian or without – probably Mac Jones in this game. I just don't know if they're really going to have to do a whole lot. Like I, it could be one of those really efficient games where, you know, Aaron Rodgers comes out and throws two or three touchdowns, but I don't think the yardage is going to be there. Just like the bears game. Yes. Very much similar to that, to that kind of path. And so that is what worries me with, with that game. Cause I would love to play air $6,300 Aaron Rodgers at home, but I just can't do it in this matchup against the Patriots. Cause I just don't think Brian Hoyer and this, terrible Patriots offense is going to be able to really get anything going here. So, um, but I will say down low, I think Daniel Jones is kind of interesting, especially because we're seeing him, you know, really, I mean, last week we saw him last week, you know, he's had six, 10 and nine carries in his first three games of the year. He is running the ball quite a bit, uh, nine for 79. The only problem is with him right now is who do you pair him with? Sterling Shepard's out for the year with an ACL. Canarius uh, Tony and Wandell Robinson. Neither one of them have practiced yet this week. I would love to, you know, if if they can get some of these guys back, 
I think Daniel Jones at 5,400 against the Chicago defense, that just isn't good at all. And, and so I, I think that, you know, he could be an interesting player mainly because of his rushing upside that he possesses. Had almost 80 yards rushing last week against the Cowboys. But it is kind of thin because I just don't know who those other options are going to, uh, who the passing options are going to be. Kenny, Kenny Galladay is like just terrible. I don't think, I, as now, I really don't know if he's ever actually been good. I think Matt Stafford uh, made him look a lot better than what, what he ever was because uh, he has just looked completely lost uh, his entire time with the Giants. So um, I think if you wanted to get a little bit different, I think Daniel Jones could be a spot you could go to. But. Up top, I guess to try to like, if you were going to lean one way or the other between those top three guys, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts, which way are you leaning? I would probably just play Josh Allen. And I know Lamar's been absolutely unreal, but I just think that Buffalo offense is a little more sustainable than what uh, what Lamar is doing. Is it Lamar? They said Lamar's put up, what, back-to-back 39-point games for like the first time ever. And like, there's only been, you know, somebody to put up 39 games, like a handful of times in the last how many years. So it's like, yes, what he's doing is amazing. But at some point, you know, he's going to come not crashing back down to earth. Like, I I think he's going to have, you know, very well could have the overall QB one from a fantasy perspective um, finish this year. But I don't think uh, he's going to, you know, he's not going to score 39 points every every single game. So uh, I think what Josh Allen can do is a little more sustainable. Um, uh, you know, more, I guess Allen's probably more likely this week to get me 30 points, uh, than Lamar is. So, um, I, I probably would side with Allen. And I, I think, you know, I think the, while Jalen Hurts has been absolutely unreal, I, I do think the Jags defense is pretty good. Um, now that's not to say don't play Philly because that's, that's a mistake, but we saw, we saw Carson Wentz dice them up in week one. So, you know, Jalen Hurts is absolutely in play too. So, and Philly's throwing the ball a ton. So really, I guess all that to say is I'd probably rank Lamar third, and it's solely because what he's already done doesn't get me fantasy points for this week. Yeah, the only thing I will say with Buffalo is they have a ton of injuries right now to that defense. They do. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes them a little bit more susceptible. I mean, before, I mean, starting week one, I mean, this defense looked absolutely elite. But they they still only gave up 21 to – it was a 21 to 19 to first Miami, which was a game, you know, we all thought was going to shoot out crazy. I, I think so, – but some of that had to do, too, with just the weather. Uh, like, it was, like, ungodly hot there. And, like, there was a lot of these guys cramping up. And I, I don't know. Um, but it's also a divisional rival game, you know, on the road. I, I don't know. Um but I mean, he's still. I mean, Josh Allen still threw for 400 yards in that game and yep. rushed for 47 yards and still put up 30.7. I mean, Josh Allen so far is three yards away from uh, having over 300 passing yards, hitting that 300 that that 300 yard bonus every every single week that he's played. So mm-hmm. um, he does make a lot of sense there. Yeah, but. Baltimore's defense is absolutely atrocious, especially in the secondary. So yes, very old. Uh, yeah, very I just old defense. yeah they've got injuries. Fuller's out for the year. I, I just don't. I just don't see how they slow down Buffalo really. And you know they're not going to. And we know Buffalo is not going to run the ball, right? Especially against like Baltimore still has a respectable run D. Um, so all the production is going to come through the air, and we know it's going to be Josh Allen. It's going to be Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis just shit the bed last week, but you know I think he just played through an injury because he kind of had to. Um, because I think didn't Kumaro leave with an injury early in that game or something? So, like, I think Kumaro probably would have played the majority of the snaps and Gabe Davis would have been, you know, just a handful of snaps guy. But I'm pretty sure Kumaro got hurt and that forced Gabe Davis into a full-time role. Because I don't – there was video of Gabe Davis, like, running routes uh, in practice, like, the, the Friday or Thursday leading up to the game. And he was, like, you know, still hobbling around on that ankle. Like, that that ankle was an issue for him. So, um, definitely something to keep an eye on for him. And, and that's a big reason why McKenzie got involved as heavily as he did. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I think Buffalo, we know they're going to throw the ball a ton. I mean, 63 attempts last week and you know, we've seen them do it in the playoffs where they have two rush attempts with the running back. So, um, yeah, it's really hard not to like Buffalo this week again. Yeah. And then I guess last, I just want to hit on, him, uh, Justin Herbert. What are your thoughts on him? It sounds like Keenan Allen is trending towards playing, which I think will be a big boost to this passing offense. 
you know, it is a matchup against Houston. This is a game that they definitely de- desperately need here now that they're, what, one and two, lost their last two games against the Chiefs, and now, uh, you know, the shocker against the Jaguars where they just got absolutely destroyed. Um, I know, you know, there's probably a rule of thought that maybe they don't really throw the ball as much because they're playing the Texans or they're playing the Texans here. But I, I do think this could be kind of a get-right spot for this entire offense that hasn't really kind of taken off. So far, I mean, Justin Herbert has been good, I guess, in two of the three games he played outside of last week where he scored 23 DK points in 27, which is, you know, not elite, but obviously not bad either. But I think this is a spot where I don't think anybody's going to play him in a 7,100. Like, I, I could see the Chargers putting up a big number against this Texans uh, defense. That is really bad. Yeah, they are going to be missing – was it Slater, their left tackle? Yeah, Rashawn Slater is yeah. uh, on IR, yes. He's and out for so a while. Bosa. And Bosa on the defensive end, so that's a big blow to their defense, which you know didn't really play great after he got hurt last week um, either. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there definitely could be points scored in that game. I mean, it's not in L.A., it's in Houston, so there's no reason why Houston can't keep that game close. I mean, we've seen, you know, Davis Mills is – a very respectable QB. Like he's not going to win you a Super Bowl or anything, but he's also not going to go out there and, you know, turn the ball over a ton and lose you, lose you a bunch of games just from sole bad QB play. So um, we haven't seen Brandon Cooks get heavily involved yet, but you know, that could very easily change. Uh, Damian Pierce is, is involved as the running back on the other side. So it's, you know, that's a very interesting game to stack and I, I really don't hate it at all. Yeah. Because I mean, right now, I mean, the, the Bills have the highest implied total at 27, but the next closest, I mean, is uh, there's really only two points separating them because you have the Lions at 26 and the Eagles at 26, and then you have the Chargers at 25 in terms of high, you know, applied point totals for the week. So, you know, I think they're I think they're right there in play now. Maybe if you want to just get access to this game by going with like an Austin Eckler, who the Texans have actually been really bad against. Where I think they're 30th in pat a run DVOA on the year. Um, I think you could do that, but you know, I just don't mind even if you want to stack up Herbert with Austin Eckler and then, you know, whether yeah. Mike Williams. Or I mean, we've Donald. seen, we've seen Eckler's massive games come from the games where he's catching touchdowns from Herbert. So they, you very well could pair both of them together um, and get all the chargers points there. And I mean, if you look at, I mean, this is kind of a good segue, I think to running back, unless you have anybody else you want to talk at, talk about a QB. No, yeah, that's good. So actually, let's just jump, let's go ahead and jump over to, to the running back position. Yeah, so so for Eckler, if you look at his game logs, I mean, he's had 11, 18, and 13 so far this year with zero touchdowns for a guy that scored, what, 20 touchdowns last year? Pretty much led the league for the most part. Um, yeah, so you start adding, you know, Eckler absolutely can have can have a two-touchdown game. So if you, you know, you add two touchdowns to each of these games that he's had already, you're looking at uh, 23 30 and and 25 DK points, um, which is, you know, a guy you're paying 7,700 for, you're likely wanting two touchdowns out of him. So, uh, especially at the running back position. So, I mean, there's, and he's only 7,700. There's absolutely no reason we shouldn't be uh, looking to play Austin Eckler this, this week. And I think he's a awesome pivot off of what's probably going to be a popular Saquon Barkley at 8K and Nick Chubb at 7,900 as well. Um, both of those guys have been crushing and scoring touchdowns and, uh, you know, doing all the all the things fantasy managers like to see. Uh, so I, I like Eckler as a, as a great pivot. And then also uh, Jonathan Taylor up top, um, 8,800. He's, you know, he was what, 10K at one point? Or was he just 9K? 9,900. 9, yeah, 9,900 two, just two weeks ago. This is the first time under 9K this year. Uh, like I said, he's facing the the absolutely atrocious Tennessee defense. Um, and he's another guy that, you know, scored a ton of touchdowns last year, and he's only got one touchdown in three games this year. But that the game that he did score a touchdown, he scored 30 points. Uh, other two games were 7 and 12. So, you know, you start adding TDs to that. Um, you know, you're starting to get into the 20-point range. And um, it's just a, it's just a all-around much better game environment for them being at home against this bad Tennessee defense. So Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler are the two guys I really like up top. And then I'll, I'll let you discuss about the other guys you like. And then there's some guys in the 5K range that I that I have interest in this week. Yeah, so I think this week is going to be interesting because we have a little bit of value that's being opened up by some injuries. I don't think I mean, DK did a good job of, of kind of pricing a few of these guys up because – DeAndre Swift is not going to play this week. He hasn't practiced at all. I, I highly, highly doubt he plays. 
So that kind of opens the door for uh, Jamal Williams, who is 6,100 against Seattle. But I think a lot of people are going to want to play him, especially coming off that big performance he just came off of this past week where he dropped 24.7. And then you also have David Montgomery, who doesn't look like he's going to play either. He has not practiced at all this week. So then you have Khalil Herbert, who's 5,700 against the, against the Giants. And we just saw – you know, Tony Pollard and old ass Ezekiel Elliott combined for 170 mm-hmm. yards against this de- against his run defense. So, Khalil Herbert is definitely going to be somebody that people look at. You know, if you look at the second half last week, once David Montgomery was out, Khalil Herbert handled almost 92% of the opportunities from this backfield. It's kind of him and Tristan Ebner. Um, I know Wally or Wally, you know, Derek uh, Debro, if you're in here watching, um, when is this this Tristan Ebner guy ever going to break out? I mean, Khalil Herbert looks like he's done a pretty good job though. I do remember uh, some off-season conversations about that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, anyways, um, so I think up top, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's hard not to love Nick Chubb going against Atlanta. I will say this. The running back position this year has been dog shit. I mean, yep. it really has on a weekly basis. Like, it hasn't paid off whatsoever paying up nope. any of the top running backs. Uh, I guess Derek Henry maybe a little bit last week. But, I mean, he scored, what, 24 I think, or something like that, fantasy points uh, last week, 24 DK points, 25 DK points, somewhere right? Uh, yeah, 25.3. And, you know, like he went for 85 yards, and then he had 58 receiving yards, which is kind of unlike him. But it's this position has just been terrible this year, and it's almost been smarter just to pay down at running back and then pay up at wide receiver because a lot of these 5K running backs have kind of come through a little bit in a big way this year. So, like, if I'm paying up 100% Austin Eckler, love him. This is a great bounce-back spot. I know he hasn't done anything, kind of like what you mentioned, but all the other numbers are there for him. He is first among all running backs and targets. He is third in routes run. Um, he is eighth in yards per route run, and he is 10th in yards created per touch. It's just he hasn't scored any touchdowns. That is going to correct. He is going to score some touchdowns. The better days are ahead for him. So this is a great bounce-back spot against the Houston Texans, who I already mentioned are terrible against the run. So I love Austin Eckler at 7,700. I think that is too cheap of a price in the, in considering the matchup that he's going to get, you know, against the Texans defense. Um, and then past that, you know, like, you know, again, you know, like I said, Nick Chubb makes, does make a ton of sense. But I really kind of like James Robinson at 6,400 uh, right now. And he's kind of the guy that nobody has played, nobody talks about. He's just flown under the radar and I was kind of even surprised when I looked and saw that he's actually third among all running backs in fantasy points per game right now. Uh, he's handling almost 62% of the opportunities. He's not being involved in the pass catcher, which does bother me a little bit, especially on DraftKings being a full PPR site. But he's still out there running routes. He's 38th in routes run. But I, I think that he makes some sense because Philadelphia has has been elite against the pass. But they have not been very good against the run. Um they are bottom half of the league, uh, bottom half of the league in rush DVOA on the year. Uh, they have, like I said, they've been great against the pass, but it's uh, the run that, that has gotten them a little bit. Now, th- this is going to be game script dependent because if they fall down very quickly to this Eagles team, then obviously I think it'd be much more a little bit more of a Travis Etienne type game. But sixty four hundred dollars James Robinson, I think, is uh, a spot that I think we could go to that, that I think is a little bit more interesting. But you mentioned some of these five K running backs, you know, Cleo Herbert and Damian Pierce make some sense. But who are some guys you're looking at? Yeah, you. I mean, you mentioned Herbert and uh, Jamal Williams that are going to be probably two of the higher-owned uh, running backs on the slate because uh, this will be our first true, you know, starters are are injured uh, ordeal. Um, but Brees Hall uh, last week, this it was his first week overtaking Michael Carter for the most snaps on the team. Uh, so he is very interesting to me this week uh, against a Pittsburgh defense that has been absolutely torched by running backs this year. Uh, I believe, and I know Zach Wilson's coming back. So, you know, I think I am expecting the targets to the running back position to go down um, because, you know, Joe Flacco is just a statue that, you know, is just going to throw the ball, dump off, dump off, dump off as much as he can. So the targets will go down on the running backs. But um, at the same time, this is a really good matchup. And Brees Hall uh, is one of the more explosive running backs in the league, even though he's a rookie. So, uh, you know, if he continues to get, you know, trend up in terms of snaps, uh, he's very interesting. Um, I also like for the same, all the same reasons in terms of, uh, you know, starting to overtake snap share. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is another guy uh, that just passed Damian Harris last week for the first time uh, in terms of, you know, leading 
leading that backfield. So that's a game that they should play from behind against Green Bay. And, you know, Brian Hoyer is another guy that could end up being a statue and just turn, just dump off a ton to a pass catching running back like Ramondre. So he's very interesting to me. And then you've got that, uh, the Seattle Detroit game, uh, the other side of it where everybody wants to play Jamal Williams. I think Rashad Penny is very interesting. Uh, he's sub 5k. I know that's Kev. That's a guy you were heavy on down the stretch last year. Uh, and he, and he absolutely smashed, um, down the stretch and, you know, why do we not want to play a running back against Detroit? And I mean, yeah, he didn't really have success. Uh, was it two weeks ago when they got absolutely obliterated by San Francisco, 27 to seven. Um, but I mean, 14 carries last week, 12 carries in week one, uh, 60 and 66 yards in those two games. I mean, he absolutely could, you know, get 20 carries and go for a hundred yards and two touchdowns in this game against Detroit. So, um, that's a game I have pegged to be one of the high scoring games on the slate and Seattle, if they get any kind of lead, Penny will just be, he'll be fed the ball. Um, and with, you know, Swift being out and possibly Amon Ra being out as well, there is a real chance that, you know, Seattle, Seattle could play this game from in front. So um, sub 5k Rashad Penny, I think it could be, end up being a steal. And we could look back on that and say, why didn't we play this 4.9k guy that's got 125 yards and two touchdown upside? No, for sure. We and we've seen it before, I and mean, that's what it's going to take is for them to be able to even even they don't necessarily need to get out to a lead if they can just keep this game close. I mean, mm-hmm. we know what uh, Pete Carroll loves to do and his mm-hmm. shiny white New Balances. But and I, one mm-hmm. thing that really surprised me a little bit too is that I mean he's been running some routes now. The targets necessarily haven't been there. He ran fourteen routes week one, but he, last week against Atlanta he ran twenty one routes, which is the most he's seen this year. Now he only saw one target, but. I definitely think this could be a great spot for them. It's just going to be game script dependent. But you're right. If they if, if both Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift are out, like, I mean, I think this this kind of neuters this offense a little bit where it's not as nearly as explosive as what we were looking for. So I think it does make some sense to go with Rashad Penny. I mean, the, the Lions have been terrible against the run this year, as always. But And so $4,900, like, yes, he's not going to be involved in the passing game, but you don't really need him to be when you're paying $4,900 for somebody. Um, and so I do like that call. And I really do like the Brees Hall call as well. He's somebody that I have interest in at 5,400. I am concerned though with Zach Wilson. He, they're not going to, he's not mm-hmm. going to throw the ball. Last year was the same thing. Yep. Uh, you know, as soon as Zach Wilson went down, we saw, you know, like Mike White just pepper Michael Carter last yep. year with targets. And we've seen it this year where Brees Hall seeing, you know, 10, 11 targets in a game, but you're just not going to see that with, with Zach Wilson, which is a shame, but I think they, that you're going to start to see them utilize him more, you know, you know, as as a runner as well, because I, he hasn't had more than ten carries in any game this year. I think that is something that's going to change. So, fifty four hundred dollar Brees Hall, I do think, uh, is an interesting play as well. Um, among the other running backs here, you know, that, that you, we could talk about, you know, I think those are the guys that really stand out to me at running back this week. Like I said, if I'm paying up, it's going to be probably Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. I'll have a little bit of Saquon. Um, but I'll, I'll probably, once again, probably won't have a lot of the top guys. I wish you could play Christian McCaffrey at 8,700, but they're just not throwing him the ball. He's not seeing the same type of targets that we're typically used to seeing from him. He's only seeing, you know, last four, five, and five targets over his first three games, which is limited to ceiling. I mean, he's been fine. He hasn't killed you. But at, for the price of $8,700, I mean, he's not really worth it if he's only giving you. He's also not been practicing this week. Right, which which we'll see what happens there. Uh, if he doesn't practice, then I think that would lean towards a. I think it'd be De- Deonta Foreman. I think is who we see. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's certainly going to be a committee, but I think Deonta Foreman could be the guy who gets all the the early mm-hmm. down work, goal line work, stuff Just like leave that. Chuba in his normal role. Yeah, I mean, Chuba Hubbard was terrible last year. Yeah. So we'll have to see on that as well. Um, but again, I guess I guess uh, is there any other running backs you really you really want to hit on? No, I touched on the main guys. Yeah, um, the only ones I I think Cordell Patterson's kind of interesting at sixty five hundred. He continues to see a lot of opportunities. He's not seeing any targets, which is odd. Uh, I think it's because of Mariota. And you're probably right because of him being able to run. But I mean, last week he saw seventeen carries, one hundred forty one yards, and a touchdown at sixty five hundred. If you're especially if you're wanting to game stack a little bit, I think he is an interesting option into that. And then Javante Williams at 6,600 against the Ra- the the Raiders. 
Again, another option I don't really mind. I wish Melvin Gordon would stop getting as many opportunities that he does, but uh, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. He, I mean, the guy can fumble three times in a game. The, the one part that doesn't make any sense to me, though, is the Mike Boone part. Of yeah, the, that I didn't he, understand either. Like He played almost 20% of the snaps. I'm like, yeah. what are we doing, Nathaniel Hackett, with Javante Williams? Like, I don't know. It's just super frustrating. So it makes it harder to play him whenever he's $6,600 to truly trust him because it's a smash spot. That was, I don't know if the opportunity is going to be there. That was a Sunday night game, right? Not the – yeah, that, that was, was Sunday, Sunday night. night. Sunday night, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say that – that snap share would make sense on a Thursday when, you know, you guys just took a beating on Sunday and you want to, you know, give them a little bit of extra breathing room. But on a Sunday night in prime time against a division rival, I don't know why Mike Boone's getting snaps at all. Yeah. All right. So uh, just give me a couple, just like, like we always do, give me your top three or four running backs this week. Uh, I think Eckler's probably my number one. I think he's absolutely due for a monster game. Man. Herbert's chalk. He's he's definitely optimal. I'd say he'd probably be my number two, though I don't know that I'm going to necessarily end up playing him. Um, and then I'll go if I'm on Raz out. I'll go with Rashad Penny as my number three. I like that. I like that. All right, I'm going to go. I totally agree with Austin Eckler. Uh, I'm going to go Austin Eckler. I'm going to go Chubb at 7,900. And then I'm going to go a little bit off the board. I'm going to go James Robinson at 6,400. I totally agree on the Rashad Penny call. I like that call. I think that's I think that's a sharp play. And then you know I think if you want to get you know a little bit cute, you know Damian Pierce once again called him out last week with somebody that I really liked. Scored 18.1. Uh, he was pretty cheap last week. I believe yeah he's 5K last week, so he's been priced up a little bit more at 5,600 this week. But he looks to be the guy in that backfield. It's all 20 carries last week. Um, you know, he's not really seen many opportunities as a, as a pass catcher, but you know, if they can keep this game close and the chargers once again, struggle against the run, then I think Damian Peters does. And it would be a nice pivot off of Khalil Herbert. Who's at 5,700. So, um, I do kind of like Damian Pierce a little bit here. And then if you really want to go dark, you know, or go off the rage, uh, I think Brees Hall, like you mentioned, I think also makes some sense. So, but my top guys are definitely going to be Eckler Chubb and then probably, um, some combination of. James Robinson or Damian Pierce type. So anyways, let's keep it moving here and go on to wide receivers. We have Stefan Diggs, who's 8,400. Devontae Adams at 8,300. Amon Ross A. Brown, who is truly questionable at this point, 7,700. A.J. Brown, 7,400. Michael Pittman, 7,200. Mike Williams is 7K. Uh, Hollywood, 69. D.K. Metcalf, 6,800. C.D. Lamb, 6,700. Gabe Davis is 6,600. Christian Kirk is 6,600. Terry McLaurin at 6,500. Keenan Allen at 6,500. Cortland Sutton, Amari Cooper, Alan Lazard, Drake London, Deontay Johnson, round up our 6K and above guys. So why don't you start us off here? Where are we going this week? Yeah, so at the top, there's three guys I have heavy interest in. That's Stephon Diggs, uh, A.J. Brown, and Michael Pittman. That's 8,400, 7,400, and 7,200, respectively. Um, all three of these guys are in good matchups and are you know, going to see probably you know, over 30% of the, the targets on their team. Uh, and they're on three teams that I expect to have end up with three of the highest team totals when the slate is all said and done. So... Um, that is the three guys that I'm looking to up top. And I also want to say CD lamb at 6,700. He's in the three games that Cooper rush has started. If you go back to Minnesota last year uh, and then the two this year, CD lamb has two games over 20 DK points and one with 15. So, uh, 6,700 against the Washington secondary that has just gotten absolutely obliterated by every, every opposing wide receiver one. I mean, Christian Kirk in week week one absolutely decimated them. Amon Ra in week two absolutely decimated them. And then just last week, we saw Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown absolutely decimate them. So that Washington secondary is one of the worst in the NFL. And C.D. Lamb is getting, you know, over 30% of the team's targets with Cooper Rush at QB. And then they it's simply because they simply have nobody else. I mean, Noah Brown is their number two, and that's not a guy you really want to rely on as your number two. He's a he has played very well though in, in his role, but um CD Lamb's a guy they're gonna continue to rely on. And I think sixty seven hundred is, is too cheap for a guy that can go for hundred and thirty yards and, and two scores in this game. And I mean, we could have seen that that line last week if he didn't drop that wide open crosser uh, you know, forty yards down the field. So 
Um, he's very interesting to me, and I think nobody's going to play him because uh, everybody's going to everybody's going to see that forty two and a half total. Uh, but I really like. Uh, I think Dallas rolls this week, and I think Lamb is a big reason why. So I'm not expecting them to fully be able to to run the football. So I think Ceedee Lamb can can be the main guy that that helps them push the ball down the field. And you mentioned Keenan Allen coming back. Sixty five hundred is just too cheap for him if he's fully healthy and, and going to play against Houston. Uh, you know, Herbert Eckler and Keenan Allen really does not break the break the bank at all. Um, so. I think 6,500 is too cheap for him. Um, and then getting down to below the 6K range, I mentioned Brandon Cooks, 5,800 for a guy that can go 100 yards and two scores any in, in any game, really, because uh, he is their main guy there. Uh, and then Jerry Judy, 5,500 for Jerry Judy uh, against Las Vegas, who has been torched by slot receivers. And you, you go back and look at week one against the Chargers. Uh, both DeAndre Carter and Keenan Allen were eating them up uh, in the slot. So uh, I, I think Jerry Judy is going to be the guy for Denver this week. And 5,500 is too cheap for a, a guy with with his upside catching passes from Russell Wilson. So those are some of the mid to high range guys that I'm on this week. And then Debra already mentioned it, and I'll I'll throw it back up. And uh, you can or you can throw it back up. I'm not sure I've got the the permissions to do it, but. Uh, Richie James, uh, per Debro is the best punt of the slate. And I tend to agree. I mean, there's nobody, um, there's nobody else that's that cheap. That's going to have the role that Richie James has, uh, with Sterling Shepard being out, uh, and Kenny Galladay being atrocious and Slayton not being good. And, uh, James is playing all the snaps on offense and, uh, he's been a main target of Daniel Jones. So I look for that to continue, uh, in a game that they're favored. Uh, and he's a, he's probably going to be a little bit, um, get, be a little popular, but I think that, you know, he could end up being their number one wide receiver on the offense. So definitely somebody that I, I have interest in as well. Yeah, really quickly too. Uh, I just want to answer this question real quick. I, I feel like, uh, I can probably speak for you to say that, uh, you would definitely take this trade, Mike Evans for Amari Cooper. Yeah, I would. So SSJ, I uh, just want to answer this for you real quick. Yes, I, I would. I, it's, it's a pretty no-brainer. Yes, Alright Cooper has played for, uh, pretty well so far to start the year, but um, I would rather have Mike Evans, uh, especially. I mean, it'd be different if Sean Watson was going to be back much sooner. I don't know how much you can expect. Uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett to continue to play the way he's played because he's played pretty well so far to start the year. But uh, yes, I would definitely take this trade. So I just wanted to answer that for you. Um, so for me, when, when it looks at you know, you look at these. Uh, when you brought up CeeDee Lamb, is there any concern with Michael Gallup, who has practiced in full uh, so far? Uh, it looks like he is scheduled to be a return this week. I actually think that he helps the offense, and especially CeeDee Lamb, because CeeDee Lamb isn't really the super deep threat, and that's the threat that Gallup brings back to the offense that they've been missing. Uh, is Lamb, Lamb is more of the you know short to mid-range possession receiver that, that can get open. He can stretch the field, yes. Um, but he's, you know, that's not really what he does best. Lamb is just, you know, Lamb is just an all-around very good receiver at all facets of the game. So I think getting Gallup back just may, forces the safeties to have to respect the deep ball from somebody else even more and opens up CeeDee Lamb even more. So if Gallup plays, I think that's a boost for Lamb personally. Yeah. Um, okay. So some of the guys that I'm looking at uh, up top, like one, I think a lot of people are going to want to play Devonta Smith after his two just monster performance he's put up, but he's only 5,800, but I love AJ Brown, uh, this week at 7,400. I don't think he's going to get the ownership that he deserves. And I think it's going to be because of how well Devonta Smith's played and people are going to be chasing that. And so I really like, if you want to pay up, uh, at $7,400 for, A.J. Brown, I think uh, that is a spot that I will definitely be going to. You can always play Michael Pittman because of his ridiculous target share. We've already talked about how bad that defense is, so $7,200 Michael Pittman. Um, though, if you're wanting to uh, drop down a little bit, one, Corlin Sutton's way too cheap at $6,400. Kind of what I was talking about with Russell Wilson. It's kind of a cheaper stack. It's not a, It's not going to take a lot to be able to get to it. But Drake London is a spot that I definitely want to talk about at 6100 If we like this game against Cleveland, um, you know, he is somebody – that has been uh, pretty good so far to start his career here. Obviously, the rookie wide receiver uh, for the Falcons, but $6,100 this week. You know, he's put up 12, 24, and 14 over his first three games of the season. And if this game, you know, does uh, kind of shoot out a little bit here, 
I think, you know, Drake London is definitely going to be involved in this game plan because they just don't have anybody else. Like, it's pretty easy to follow the targets here on this team because it's pretty much Drake London and Kyle Pitts, right? I mean, there's nobody else that you're really going to be worried about that really trying to get the ball to. So especially if they fall behind early, I think Drake London at $6,100 is still probably too cheap for him. And then I wanted to talk about, though, Curtis Samuel on their side of that game because Curtis Samuel now through three weeks has had almost 10 targets every single game, 11, 9, and 10 so far to start uh, for him. And they've also been utilizing him a little bit in the in the rushing game, not a ton. He's mm-hmm. seeing about you know three or four carries a game as well. So I think that is also, I mean, if you were talking about a player who could see 12 to 15 touches in this game against the, against the Cowboys, they're probably going to be trailing. They're probably going to have to, uh, you know, throw the ball quite a bit, which is something we've definitely seen so far from this offense. So $5,700 Curtis Samuel, I think, is kind of an interesting pivot off, off some of these other plays that people are going to be trying to get to in this mid-tier range of wide receiver uh, this week. So I do like Curtis Samuel quite a bit. And then I think Deontay Johnson is going to go overlooked at 6K as well. Another player, I mean, that, that's what we're basically I'm trying to do here, follow the targets. He's had uh, you know double-digit targets each of the first three weeks of the season. Uh, he's clearly the, the favorite target for Mitchell Trubisky. You get it, now they're playing the Jets. You know, normally we want to target the Jets here. I know it's Mitchell Trubisky. I know Trubisky has not played very well, and this offense doesn't look very good. But he's seeing a ton of targets, and really, realistically, like if he finds the end zone in any one of these weeks, we're talking about a, a really strong performance. So six K Deontay Johnson against the Jets. Um, I do think is a spot you could go to as well, especially considering how many targets he is seeing here uh, in this offense. So um, I don't think he has like some incredible ceiling, um, but I do think that he is definitely in play. And then down in the 5K range, DJ Moore is eventually going to go off. Like he's seeing it. Mm-hmm. He, the target share has been there for him. And I get it. Uh, Baker Mayfield is not good at football, but for DJ Moore, the opportunities have been there. Um, but he, I think he's only seen a catchable target on it's like less than fifty percent of uh, of his targets. I think you're going to see some reversion there. But uh, so I, I do think DJ Moore at fifty three hundred dollars, I think, is also kind of an interesting spot. We know Arizona secondary is trash. Like you can throw all over Arizona, and so I do kind of like DJ Moore as well at fifty three hundred. Um, so are there any other guys? Especially that- if CMC is out. Oh yeah, for sure. That 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 changes the whole dynamic of this as well. But um, are there any other, uh, I guess, guys that here that are five k and below that you have any interest in? Like, if Amon Ross St. Brown is out, like, are you looking at like a DJ Chark or a Josh Reynolds, uh, who I definitely think could come into play here if Amon Ross St. Brown is out? Because I mean, it's not like they have Jameson Williams yet. Uh, Josh Reynolds is forty six hundred dollars, but he's also he was a limited participant today. But I, I would expect him probably to have a better shot of playing. You also have DJ Chark, who's questionable as well, but he also, um, oh, no, excuse me, he did not practice today either. So, I mean, that w- we could be talking about a lot of different guys that are out here for the for for Detroit, but somebody like Josh Reynolds, I think, could also be kind of an interesting spot uh, at only $4,600 as well. But is there any guys below here that you have any interest in? Um, Outside of Richie James? Like maybe a Romeo Dobbs, who saw eight targets last week. Um, the 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 Packers have a ton of injuries right now to their their wide receiver room. Alan Lazard is going to play, but you know Sammy Watkins is on IR. Randall Cobb is forty six years old, and you know we kind of saw him you know kind of turn into the alpha of this offense last week. You know against the Bucks in a pretty tightly uh, contested game, eight catches, eighty plus yards, and a score. He's only forty five hundred. Um, I think he may have solidified himself as the wide receiver one. Uh, you know connected to Aaron Rodgers. So at forty five hundred dollars, uh, I actually played. Uh, quite a bit of Romeo Dobbs last week because of all the injuries they had. I think he was 3,800 last week. So um, I, I still don't mind that price for somebody that could see eight to 10 targets here in this game. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, there's not really anybody else that stands out to me just looking through this list. I, the one guy that maybe could win you a tournament, but it's not a play that I feel super confident in is Alec Pierce for Indy. Um, that Tennessee defense, like I mentioned, is really bad against the pass, especially in the wide receivers. So uh, Pierce is a guy that can definitely stretch the field and um, absolutely could, you know, have only five catches for a hundred plus yards and, and a score. So uh, he's 3,900. He's probably the guy that I would look to 
have a monster ceiling from from the three K range. Um, everybody else is just kind of disgusting, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think there's anything like truly stands out. Like if you wanted to take a shot on like a Christian Watson, maybe he catches a fifty yard touchdown or something like that at thirty seven hundred dollars, but that's pretty thin. He's I don't I wouldn't expect him to see a, a large amount of targets. I think Quez Watkins kind of falls into that same bucket, that deep stretch guy, that deep field stretcher, you know, that could catch a you know a long touchdown or something like that. That could end up paying off his price if he's able to do something like that. But there's nobody that like really truly stands out that I'm like, oh man, like th- this guy's in a great spot, you know, yep. down here at the bottom. So I would I would tend to agree on that. So um that being said, um is there any other wide receivers you want to talk about? Or you want to jump over to tight end? I think we're good to move to tight end. All right. So tight end this week, you have Mark Andrews, who's absolutely just torched uh faces, especially the last couple of weeks of the year where he has scored twenty eight point nine and twenty eight point seven. Then you have Darren Waller at 5,600. Kyle Pitts at 5K. Who's still, that's still too cheap for him. But Zach Ertz, 4,700. Goddard at 45. Patty Fry at 42. Hawkinson at 41. And then you have Gerald Everett at 4K that wraps that out. Where are we going at tight end this week? And why is it David Njoku? Because I really like David Njoku at $3,700 in <laughs> Atlanta. Um, I mean, honestly, there's nobody that really stands out to me at the tight end position outside of Mark Andrews for, for obvious reasons. But I mean, the one guy on when I was, you know, initially building this week, the one guy that stood out was Hawkinson. If Swift is out and that's just, you know, it goes back to the, the what's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The premise of, I think the the lines are going to have to throw, and he's going to end up probably being the, the number one or number two, especially if Amon Ra is out too. Then you know that I really like Hawkinson then, and because they're facing uh, a Seattle team that gives up a ton of points to tight ends, and it's because Seattle plays those uh, that zone based defense. So um, tight ends have always had success against them. So I really like Hawkinson at forty one hundred, and um, I'm not sure. I, I think David Njoku, he's definitely definitely in play uh, as well, and I'm not sure there's anybody else that you know really stands out from a. a somebody that I'm really excited about playing. Um, There's just nobody getting a ton of volume uh, this year at the tight end position. Tight end and running back have just been bad outside of the top guys. So um, Pitts is definitely in play at 5K against Cleveland at home in a game that could shoot out. I really like him a lot too. Uh, So those are probably the four guys that I'd be looking at this week would be Andrews, Pitts, Hawkinson, and Njoku. Let me see if I can sell you on Logan Thomas, who's $3,300. he is eighth in routes run so far on the season. Um, he is playing quite a bit of the snaps, 68% of the snaps here. Uh, but he's also um, 12, uh, he's 12th in market share of the air yards in this offense. He does have three red zone targets already to start the year. Two deep targets. Uh, love to see that as well. Uh, the volume necessarily hasn't been there. He has eight catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. But Logan Thomas, I think is, he's playing a lot. He's running a lot of routes. as everything that you, you should be looking for the last, you know, he saw six, five, and three targets so far to start the year. And really, at $3,300, he doesn't have to do a ton. I mean, he goes three for 45 and a score, and you are very happy with that production at $3,300. So I do think that somebody like Logan Thomas at 3300 I think, is a very uh, uh, sharp play uh, this week at that price um, if you're wanting to pay down at tight end. So I do like that uh, going that direction. I don't, I don't hate it, especially on a, a team where you have Lamb. 
So I like that as a little bit of a run back. I think Daniel Bellinger, I think, is also kind of interesting. He saw five targets last week. If they're going to be missing all these pass catchers here, you know, if like Wandell Robinson starts Sterling Shepard's gone, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of guys here to get involved in the offense. So I could see them lean on somebody like Daniel Bellinger here for the Giants. He's only twenty eight hundred dollars uh, in this game as well against against the Chicago defense that I'm not really uh, worried about whatsoever. So Daniel Bellinger at twenty eight hundred dollars for wanting to pay down. I think you could go there. But other than that, I kind of agree with the guys you mentioned up top. Uh, and like I said, David Njoku just absolutely smashed last week, 23.9. But uh, we've kind of, the writing's been kind of on the wall that they were, he was going to bounce back. We also know Jacoby Brissett loves tight ends. He has been, since he's, I think in the games he started, he's like like third or fourth in terms of target share to tight ends um, in all the games that he started. So uh, I do like David or David Njoku. And in this matchup against Atlanta at twenty at thirty seven hundred dollars, I think he can absolutely break that as well, just kind of like he did last week. So that's kind of where I'm going this week at tight end. If I'm not going to pay up for you know like a Mark Andrews or a Kyle Pitts, you know I think you know Dallas Goddard and part of a stack with you know, Jalen Hurts makes makes a little bit of sense. Agreed on the TJ Hawkinson, but I'm probably going to try to pay down a little bit this week from the, some of the guys that I just mentioned, like Njoku, Logan Thomas, or even like a Daniel Bellinger. If I really want to get really wild. Um, I think those would kind of be the where I would look to go this week. So um, if you don't have any other tight ends, we can jump over to defense where, uh, you know, I guess we're just paying down this week for defense like we always do because that's what we do. And maybe Seattle could be interesting, especially if the Lions are missing a lot of these pieces. Yeah, definitely them. And uh, Houston at home against the Chargers was the other team that I was looking at. Houston's generating pressure on the QB this year. Uh, and we already mentioned that the Chargers will be without their starting left tackle uh, as well. So they were the other cheap defense that I was looking at, but I'll probably end up playing some Chargers guys on my team, and I definitely won't play the Houston defense with the Chargers guys. So I uh, would definitely need a different different punt, and Seattle makes a ton of sense with Detroit having a ton of injuries on offense as well. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I guess you could play the Jets against Mitch Trubisky. I was just about to say that, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I also, I will say, I may end up, it, and it's it's solely going to depend on what, you know, what my build looks like. I'm not, I'm not going to prioritize a defense, but if I have the salary, I'm telling you now, there's going to be a game this year where Kevontae Turpin is going to house call either a punt or two punts or a punt and a kickoff. He already did it in preseason. And Dallas, the Dallas D is going to be the the slate winning defense because they generate pressure on the quarterback. Um, and especially this week, you know, Carson Wentz is a guy that takes a lot of sacks. He makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, he's been, already been sacked a ton of times this year, uh, being pressured at a near high league rate. And the Dallas defense is at the top of the league in, in pressure rate of the QB. Um, so not only, not only do you get sacks and, and all that, but if, if you're forcing Washington to punt a bunch, they're punting to Turpin and he's a guy that is, he's already come very close to, to returning two for touchdowns already in two separate games this year. He's been tackled, you know, at the, the 40 or 30 yard line, both times, uh, of the opposing team. So he's, he's, it's just a matter of time before he houses one. Um, and you know, Again, I hate paying up for defense, but if there was ever a week I was going to do it, $3,500 Cowboys at home where they can get a ton of pressure on Carson Wentz, make him make mistakes, and then when every time Washington punts or kicks off, it's going to Turpin. Uh, that is uh, that is a defense I don't mind paying $3,500 for. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm honestly, I never even look at the top defense. I always just scroll straight down to the bottom. I pretty much build my lineup and then whatever, whatever yep. defense I can. I can That's usually what I do too. Well. It's just – I. Just from being a Dallas fan, I know that he, you know, he's had those those couple returns already, uh, the the ones that were touchdowns in the preseason, and then he's had a couple in the regular season where he's just been tripped up uh, or tackled with one guy left to beat. Um, it's just a matter of time before he he scores a touchdown, and if you can get that six points on top of you know a five sack game with you know a forced fumble and two picks, you're looking at twenty to twenty five DK points from your t- from your defense. So. Um, I definitely think it's in the realm of possibility this week, and that's the only reason I even remotely considered it. Yeah. I mean, it makes a little bit, you know, I, I can know more of that. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and build this week four lineup. So, just so you're cl- just so we're clear, 
I've I've already locked in Austin Eckler. Uh, so we're going to start with Austin Eckler okay. at seventy seven hundred. I think we both agreed on him. So let's go Austin Eckler, and you're up. Let's get weird with it. Let's um, let's just fully stack the Chargers. Let's go with Herbert. Let's do something crazy this week. Do we want to go with one more Charger and go with Mike Williams or Keenan? Yeah. Or we could go Gerald Everett and get real weird. <laughs> I don't hate Gerald Everett personally. Well, let's do that. Let's get wild. All right. Lock in Gerald Everett. Where are we going to next? Uh, we need a run back, right? I think $5,800 Brandon Cooks is just too cheap. So let's go with Cooks. All right. I already kind of talked about it, and I'm going to go with A.J. Brown at $7,400. Let's go Rashad Penny. I already knew you were going to say it. I already got him locked in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me see. We need some salary. Well, defense will help, but we've got $4,300 per left for wide receiver. If we're going to go with Penny, let's just go with the Seahawks. I like the correlation. I, so, I do like that correlation a lot, actually. Yep. So that leaves two spots left, wide receiver and flex, 53-5 remaining. Okay. DJ Moore. You've got $5,400 for flex. Uh, I think it's kind of gross. We can also do, if you, if there's nobody you like at 5400 we could do Richie James. A 4K, and they'll give you a little more salary to play with. <clears throat> I was going to go Jerry Judy, but he's he's $100 or $100 away. Oh, man. Uh, um, You could actually, just do... It, I'm going to drop down from A.J. Brown. To Pittman. It's $200 that gets you your Jerry Judy. Let's do this. I'll go Cortland Sutton instead. And I'll, I'll go $6,400. That leaves $6,400 remaining. And the flex, or I could, or we could put Sutton in, you know, at, at that flex, and we could go anywhere else there. But sixty four hundred, um, probably, probably Drake London against Cleveland. It's either it's got to be him or Amari. I'm not, I'm not playing three running backs. Running backs been terrible this year. Man, this team is uh this is interesting to say the last say the least for sure. For sure. <laughs> so we have Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Rashad Penny, Brandon Cooks, Corlin Sutton, DJ Moore, Gerald Everett, Drake London, Seahawks, which I'd move. Yeah, I would that, move uh Sutton down to the flex. And that's a tournament team there. That is it not definitely a cash is. If, if if you do not feel if you feel comfortable playing uh, a lineup. Uh, you know, you should probably re- rethink it, especially if you're hand building. So this lineup definitely makes you feel pretty uncomfortable. I feel like this lineup could score, you know, 200, or it could also score like 75. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it's this is definitely a full on GPP lineup here. So, but you know, scared money don't make money. That's, That's what right. I like to say. So, Amen. Anyways, oh, just in time, just in time. There, Fractal Rain, appreciate the super chat. We'll go ahead and answer this for you. Full PPR, two flex, Keenan Allen, Kamara, Brace Hall, Lazard, Garrett Wilson, Jay Jones, or Romeo Dobbs. I'm going to go Keenan Allen and Kamara. I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to say Allen and Kamara if Allen plays. Otherwise, Kamara and Brees Hall. Yes, I would be right there with you. Is that, a part of me wants to say Garrett Wilson, but I, I need to see Zach Wilson play first to know what that offense is going to do because he did not want to target Elijah Moore at all last year. So who knows who he's going to throw the ball to. And I already, I mean, I already think that, I mean, like I think Romeo Dobbs is also an interesting uh, option here as well. But um, yeah, I think Brees they had a ton of injuries last week. Christian Watson was out and Sammy Watkins was out. Are those both those guys out again? Maybe Watkins on IR. Surprise, surprise. Christian Watson sounds like he could play, but um, I don't know. I I think that at the very – I mean, Lazard is still playing. So, I mean, Lazard looks like he's more of the number one where you have, uh, you know, Dobbs, I think, is uh, playing in, you know, that number two role. So, yeah. But 
Um, yeah, but I think this is Keenan Allen. I, I expect Keenan Allen to play. He got a limited participant. It's not like he really wanted to play last week. They held him out to be precautionary. Um, so I definitely think I expect him to play. And then a Kamara is definitely. Yeah, know, especially with, you know, Herbert playing through his injury. Uh, I think that's a little motivation for these guys to get back on the field. Yeah, so that's where we would go there. Fractal, uh, appreciate it. Walido, I mean, hey, better late than never. I've been wondering where you've been. You weren't, you weren't yeah, there we yesterday talked, at all. We talked about Brandon Cooks. It. Yeah, and then I guess that's what it was. We you know, we threw Brandon Cooks into a lineup, and all of a sudden, it's like rubbing a genie. All of a sudden, yeah. Walido just comes out of he nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Anytime, you know, he's got his alert set up. So happy to have you in here, Walido. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, wish you'd have been here for the whole thing, but you can come back and rewatch re- re- it. Um, so, anyways, Walido, always appreciate you. But that being said, I appreciate everybody checking it out. I know we haven't said this, um, but uh, we should probably promote it more. We have a Discord, especially for DFS. And uh, we have a DFS, Redraft, Dynasty, Player Props. I mean, pretty much anything you can ask for. It is always popping. Like, it has grown a ton over the last really month and a half, two months. Um, and now, like, my phone all day is just going off. Yeah, I've Discord had to mute comments. it to where I only get no- – now I only get notifications when I'm tagged in something. So Yes. Because there's everybody's in there talking. Yeah, so that's exactly what we want to see. Try to build yep. a strong community. So absolutely. you want to come over, jump in, and uh, you know, hit us up in the Discord. Absolutely free. You can find it in the – I will put it in the description of the podcast. Or you can go to any or our YouTube channel, The Fantasy Authority, and you can find it in any video. You will find a link to the description uh, for the uh, Discord. Absolutely free. No strings attached. Before we get out of here, would you play Deontay and De- Devon Smith over CPAT and Michael Thomas in full PPR? Uh, the answer is yes. I would play both Deontay and Devontae. And team, Michael Thomas might not even play this week. Yeah, which would be uh, wheels up for Chris Olave. Yeah. CPAT, CPAT's not catching passes. So, I, yeah, yeah, give me the receivers there. Yeah, I agree. So, anyways, uh, appreciate you, C. Crip. Um, that being said, uh, once again, our lineup, Justin Herbert, Eckler, Penny, Cooks, Sutton, Moore. DJ Moore, Gerald Everett, Drake London, Seahawks D. That's one that's taking down the Millie right there. I, I can feel it <laughs> I coming. I hope so. Yep. And we can just go out on top. So, anyways, I appreciate everybody checking it out. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. If not, be sure if you're watching, if you're listening to this on podcast, be sure to come over and hit us up in the Discord. We want to uh, have a lot of conversations over there as well. Appreciate everybody. Let's win that money this weekend. Week four, we out. Think you can tell me what to do? Know who you're talking to? When you're better get used to the way the war bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. Yeah, that's a break, little man. Break it down. You're a big man <laughs> I'll treat you like you're a little man Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.